So, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Rebel City Podcast. Um, this week we are extremely fortunate, as well as my colleague Paul, um, to have the ladies for Castle Milk, Women Against Capitalism. Hi ladies, how are you doing? Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, kind of like a, a previous guest, um, Ryan, um, we met at, a, at the STUC event in I think sort of June time. Um, I'm not going to step on what you did because... Obviously, I'll leave that to you, but I was just kind of like blown away by his look. We had a, a guest on at the time, a guy called Mike Stuckbury, um, who was talking to us about you know, combat and the alt-right and like some of the kind of negative things that go on. And his conclusion was that the way to fight all these kind of like social harms and ills that are going on in the world is just to work at a community level, to like make an everyday difference in like kind of ordinary people's lives. And like when I heard you talk at the STUC, I was like, it was days apart and I was like, this is like exactly what these guys are doing and like I was just pretty much in love with what he's doing for the minute I heard about it. So for our guests, I don't know if you maybe want to take a few minutes just to introduce yourselves and if you want, you can give us a wee overview of what you're up to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're a kind of women-led collective uh, for Cass Milk and surrounding areas and we kind of got together because uh, Kath um, reached out to us all um, and we just kind of all came together and decided that we were just a bit fed up everything that was going on and we found out a lot of stuff that was happening was coming for like the top down mm-hmm. areas and we, f- we felt like people were kind of being divided and felt like they were had their backs against the wall and kind of felt quite under threat what was happening about them were turning on each other and we just mm-hmm. felt that actually that was kind of taking people's power away from them and we wanted people to feel like they had that power and actually together we could combat that and kind of work together and make no, just cast milk a better place, but can I work better across the city? I think and enable each other and uh. yeah. And the 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 idea initially came was it for yourself? No, it was a few years. That just we a few. Had, we had decided that we thought that women uh, had to take the initiative themselves rather than be part of different groups because their voice tends to get smothered mm-hmm. in that. So we thought that it we had to give each other confidence and encourage each other so it was easier to kind of meet in each other's houses and sit mm-hmm. around the table and uh, talk about things and we decided on our name Women Against Capitalism because we thought well we're not going to mince our words this, yeah. this is the root of all the inequality <coughs> the racism and everything and the, the cutbacks and experiences in the community where people are, are really full of despair and mm-hmm. tension and the only way that we think that we can change it is if people change it themselves and, yep. and stop listening to politicians thinking that hmm. uh, asking them to help us we have to do it ourselves and we have to change it ourselves yeah so really it's about giving each other confidence into mm-hmm. it that that we so that we can find a voice i mean like come to do something like this we're <laughs> all quite nervous because whereas normally if well. you were just talking to people it, it comes natural we're yeah in the streets and so it was a few years had met up and said, right, what will we do and mm-hmm. how can we do this? And the best way to do it was just meeting each other in a, a comfort, comfortable surroundings and, and getting to the heart of the matter, things yeah. that really bothered us. And we set off, we had a, the first thing we done was a launch night and like celebrating in the community all the talent that's there as yep. well. We invited loads of people and it was all the, mostly local musicians and mm-hmm. stuff that came for that. And then it's like we set up events and it's conversations that about period uh, menstrual menstrual justice. Okay. And it was like and for somebody my age that was a big thing as well to be able to talk about periods that uh, isn't something that uh, I was used to. It was always swept Mm -hmm. under the carpet. But what was great about that event, we had young guys in that there and a young guy actually wrote and reviewed it and Mm -hmm. and he had his point of view so it kinda opened up. Uh, the conversation that was like our first event. I just want to say as well, but the the name, you know, we really because a part of his meeting, it was almost like a kind of just for ourselves to raise our own consciousness about what was happening. I think everybody felt quite alienated. I know I did. Yeah. And also, like, I felt a kind of apathy for mainstream politics. I was like, but I'm deeply political mm-hmm. because I know what's happening to me is being designed. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. somebody's chosen to do this to my mm. community. Yeah, to me, it's, it, it makes my life harder. So, a lot of it, I think, was about anger, and I, I kind of 
we talked about this as a group of women, and part of whack as well is because it sounds violent. It sounds like a punch, <laughs> whack, because I think sometimes the conversation anger gets lost in a male-dominated one. Yeah. I think anger is different for men. For women, I think anger is about agency. It's about survival. Women, I know I have, have used my own anger to help me survive and, yeah. and challenge what's happened. You're so better at channeling it than the, maybe we, guys are. <laughs> we wanted quite a... It's quite provocative as well. And we mm -hmm. wanted to say capitalism, to name it, yep. and have that conversation in our communities. Because people aren't stupid. Like They understand yeah. what's happening. You've got a radical history in Glasgow as well. Absolutely. Of like an intellectualised working class that somehow has just been forgotten about. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not all right. We totally understand what's happening to us. So we're going to name it and we're going to call it yeah. out. So, mm -hmm. so when you start that conversation with each other, you get together and you think to yourselves, we're going to... Just, we need to do some, we're anger, we're disillusionment with this system and what it's doing to our community is forcing us to take some sort of action. And you're saying there's inequality, oppression and, and all these other things like, why was it no woman for castle milk as, or instead of women against capitalism? When did, when did it crystallise that all these individual things that were making these angry were actually systematic of the capitalist system? It's interesting because I thought like when we went, right, so what's one name? Because that was kind of like the first time we met, wasn't it? We're like, right, what, what can we name this that we're mm -hmm. doing? And I'm thinking, oh, we'll go back and forward for ages. So try to come up with your team name in a pub quiz. That means that. Maybe put some good thought into this here. And we, it, we came up with it dead quick. And I think like it's because we just took ownership of it. Right. Like we wanted to be like, no, it is capitalism. And no kind of like undermine people's intelligence. Like people know what's happening to them. And yeah. they're angry and rightly so. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of to touch on what Kira was saying, like, we found we felt it really important to see women as well, mm -hmm. and we get asked that. I'd say like we're quite lucky actually. We don't get a lot of kind of um, negativity on social media too much, but a lot yeah. of when we do questions that are asked is around like why is it women mm -hmm. and kind of stuff around like kind of gender based stuff. Right. And I think it's important to name that because we we understand that women suffer under capitalism disproportionately so. So I yeah. think taking ownership of that is powerful. Within, within itself, do you know what I mean? Like I'm thinking about some of the messages we have had though, mm -hmm. and um, we've got a standard response where we just sent a photo of a limp cactus because it looks like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> just don't engage, just send a limp dick photo and delete them. Sorry. No, because a lot of the time it's no actually, I, I'm, I'm so up for engaging with folk and having a conversation as we are, we don't shy away from that. Yeah. But a lot of the time people aren't even asking questions, I want to know what you're doing, they're uh -huh. just, it's misdirected anger that comes uh -huh. through. So it's just got a lot of bored trolls. Uh -huh. You need to know uh, when to engage in that conversation. Wanting to know about what, what specifically that you're doing, which mm -hmm. is a part of why you're here today type thing, because we are curious, but more just about, well, why women? Why not just people? And why are you non close of a men? So like just but because something's called women against capitalism doesn't mean to say that you're... the whole community. Exactly. Uh -huh. So what are the specific things that were causing anger in your community that have made you like, come together and form this group? I think a big thing was um, the lack of services. Oh. Was a big was a big thing that's kind of really people are coming together in Castlemilk about, and it's it's right across the board. It's mm -hmm. shopping centre, it's links to health services, it's even doing like say like even sport and physical activity mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yep. So that like blanket inequality. It's not just one thing. It's bad enough not being able to access fruit and veg without paying. A four pound sixty a day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's so like across the board. Yeah, it's a process of what we call managed decline. Uh -huh. yep. it, you see rampant gentrification across Glasgow everywhere, but Castle Milk. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying gentrification is problematic; it brings its own. Yeah. But there's certain kinds of investment that go into gentrified areas. I mean, that's a maybe a wider, different conversation. But no housing, mm -hmm. uh, no shops, a food desert. Castle Milk is a food mm -hmm. desert. Um, rampant austerity rampant closures, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, a public transport system that feels that doesn't work. I mean, it feels personal. Mm -hmm. Aye, and it's also about, like, the, the poverty people are experiencing, mm -hmm. because, I mean, back to, like, the whole idea that, that there isn't enough jobs, right? It's all precarious work, it's all zero-hour con mm -hmm. uh, contracts. Yeah, Plus, the attacks on the welfare reform. I mean, universal credit is the ultimate welfare reform, mm -hmm. and there isn't a welfare reform. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really about bullying and coercing people into low-paid work. And I think my own personal experience, I mean, I, I end up uh, 
having to resign from my job because I was a family support worker because of uh, my mental health and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and in that process, three years in a row, I had to go to a tribunal and it was just humiliating and degrading. Mm-hmm. And that made me angry, but it also made me full of despair and fear yep. and anxiety. And I think the mayor be lifted were heated up and had the conversations. Mm-hmm. Everybody was feeling like that. And mm-hmm. I think that that is what drives us forward is realizing that it's a social problem it's not an individual problem mm-hmm. but people are being attacked as individuals because yeah. mm-hmm. there isn't like a collective challenge in that uh, in any way mm-hmm. and we think so we and it's because like the old kind of way of dealing with things is maybe writing to your mp or going to going up to his uh, surgery and yeah. sort of complaining that just doesn't work because they'll just fall be off it oh it's this and that blame mm-hmm. the Westminster and everything else and we're saying well that isn't good enough mm-hmm. it is about the resources and uh, the distribution of the resources and that yeah. it's visible in cast milk and you can see it right. you can see it etched on people's faces and yeah. and it takes the joy out of living because people are just fighting to survive and uh, exist and I think that the idea of what we're trying to do is be out in the streets and talk to people and try to raise their heads up, lift their yeah. heads up, mm-hmm. be downtrodden and believe in themselves to to have the power to change. Mm-hmm. And I think we're an example of that because we have no funding, we have absolutely no money, but every event we've created and they've been successful is through our own initiative because we're actually the resources and capitalism takes that way and alienates us, but yeah. we're actually... The people people make things happen, so that's um, really. Uh, so they're privatizing and monetizing, you know, your labour for somebody else's benefit, mm-hmm. and then on the other side, yeah, the guys who's benefiting for your labour or you know your contribution to the society are then using the resources they build to force politicians to then also punishes on the other end of things. Exactly. And they're also using their emotional labour, they're monetising their emotional labour, exactly. and that's not alright. Mm-hmm. So it's psychological terrorism, mm-hmm. yep. the, the people are scared to lift their head above the parapet, and I think that's why, like, maybe, like, the whole idea, I mean, I'm, I support trade unions, but mm-hmm. they're a bit defunct because they're no yeah. actually uh, responding to the, the kind of, they're, they're not able to challenge yeah. mm-hmm. the powers that be. So it has to come or to they're unwilling to. Or they're yeah. unwilling mm-hmm. to, they're cosy the or whatever. They're like political but, entities in themselves, uh, the trade uh, unions, rather uh, than being a collective of workers or what they used to be back in the day. Uh, you know, it's well, bureaucracy. I, and, I think uh, any time a Labour movement becomes a Labour par- parliamentary party, yep. then you've lost your battle, but mm-hmm. that's just happening. Yeah, absolutely. I think as well, like, it is important to like if when you're saying you're, you're talking to people in the streets and you're taking it to your community, like people they need to understand because as you you talked about at the beginning, like there's this divide and conquer where we're being you know use the government and the media use wedge issues to deliberately separate us from each other, whether it be immigration, whether it be you know benefits, benefits whether you know there are any number of things that they use to kind of like drive that wedge between us and separate us, and there'll be loads of people, ordinary, everyday, working-class people who don't realise that the individual issues that they are blaming their circumstances on are actually part of this wider system that's actually like designed to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. And I think actually you guys out there getting into the community and actually saying to them, well, hold on, yeah, you might be annoyed about immigration, you might be annoyed about benefits, but what you're actually missing here is that there is this overarching like theory or idea that is actually doing this to you and you don't even realise that it's happening. And I think educating people in that respect is something that we definitely do. Because as you say, the people working people at Glasgow have always been politically illiterate and it seems to be something that this divide and conquer is almost designed to take away from us in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that notion of community, yeah. that notion of sort of common good. And like when I've heard you talk about these days, like that's what I love that you are actually taking back to people. And I think as well, like you are can I own, not like the crest of a wave in a sense, because anti-capitalist notions are now something that are spreading quite widely in political discourse, both in, like, you know, the UK and in places like America. You've got massive support for guys like Corbyn, you know, the, his socialist agenda. You've got guys like Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez and, you know, the radical the radical left in America, such as it is. You've even had guys <laughs> like the, you know, Speaker of the House, Pelosi, having a guy actually come up to her and go, what was it, like, something like, 
90% of 16 to 45 year olds are rejecting capitalism and the, the glass of Pelosi just went I wrote we're capitalists and just palmed them off and you're like so there is this sentiment growing in like civilised or western world that mm-hmm. capitalism maybe isn't the answer and that we should be looking at it mm-hmm. like is there, is there other groups out there maybe in and around the city or that you work with that are again coming in there and sort of backing you up in that respect or do you just feel like maybe you're out there on your own at the minute well, I think Love and Rain are a, a sort of a resource, but they're they're doing a specific, mm-hmm. and they're a union organising. Yeah. But no, I think we're quite unique. But are we? I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of too many other like explicitly anti-capitalist organisations that right. I've encountered. But I think we definitely need many. Because of them. I think what you were saying there about people, it's a logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. If it's it's about the resources, the distribution of all our wealth, mm-hmm. and it's that that's taken away and that's when you live in somewhere like Castmelt where you see like hundreds of people or thousands of people all lumped together together, and then they've been backed into a corner Mm -hmm. and it brings out the kind of worst in you and your humanity and I think that to address that and see where the the source of the the issues are is you've got to look at the whole economic system Mm -hmm. and the economic system is blatantly destroying us all so it's it's that that that's the kind of conversation we have to have mm-hmm. uh, rather than having the conversations where we're talking about Corbyn and everything else it's it's not it's about it's bigger than that yep. it's bigger mm-hmm. than I don't know who he is. as well as like I think the way that politics is framed a lot of people kind of leave their communities to do it and try and bring something back and mm-hmm. I think what's mm-hmm. maybe different and I could just be unaware of other groups out there is that we are Stein and Castle yeah. and chatting to folk and having events in the community we're not mm-hmm. taking it to anywhere else to have these events and have conversations with people we are very passionate about making sure that what we're doing is within Castmilk and, we, and we're very vocal about that yeah. as well so like for example at the sharing care events um, started because it was kind of about like food solidarity really and that people have got a right to food yeah. that, mm-hmm. that, so I think that's really powerful within itself because I have a lot of it's keeping people doing is actually that's missing through the for the dialogue sometimes mm-hmm. you're blaming somebody else but it's actually we've all got that right mm-hmm. so that's really powerful no just the fact that we're able to kind of fundraise and provide essentials for folk but actually some of the conversations have whether that is a conversation with somebody who's been like oh no i really can't take that and it's like no but you can because you need that and that's what it's there for mm-hmm. but also the conversations you're having where you're maybe having a mere cha- challenging dialogue with somebody where they're saying like Oh, but like a conversation I had with somebody recently was a lassie who was like, but there's nobody homeless here, so nobody, people don't need that. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause that is the kind of, and I was like, oh no, well actually, and, and then the next, within a few minutes, she was like, oh I actually, well maybe I'll go and have a wee look then. So mm-hmm. it's no about taking it elsewhere, it's about actually having it where you're feeling. Yeah. I think food poverty has got to be one of the number one issues that Aye. we have to address, because the notion that, and I think we've addressed in other episodes, is that you know, we're one of the largest and, you know, technically, you know, most successful economies in the world. How long that lasts is another thing. But, like, the notion that there's people amongst one number that are literally starving mm-hmm. or having to choose between paying a gas bill or paying rent and actually having something to eat is just unfathomable and outrageous. And the fact that party, like, like school summer programmes now is, yeah. like, for kids is, like, that we're having to include food because if yeah. they don't and that free school meal entitlement isn't there their summer, mm-hmm. then people are starving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mean, like, the fact that's even a conversation we're having is just insane. Mm-hmm. I think, um, just to sort of bring all of that back into this idea of anti-capitalist rhetoric, I think there's a lot of that floating about, mm-hmm. but I think there's it can be a, a big difference between that kind of rhetoric coming from party members, socially engaged, yeah. woke kind mm-hmm. of people, is the difference of actively engaging in class struggle. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we do because we're on the ground. Everything is about conversations, mm-hmm. those seeds that happen. I mean, you think of organisations like Extinction Rebellion. Yeah. Right. How much time do we have? But um, <laughs> you know, lots of well-meaning Yeah. Um, engaged people mm-hmm. but instead you know you're talking about food poverty food is an ecological issue there's you know we're yeah. talking about people that don't have enough and i feel like a lot of that kind of activism excludes class struggle excludes uh, notions yep. of working class identity there's loads of play you don't need to shut down the gallagate on a f- 
on the Fair Monday, yeah. you can come up to Cast Milk and help us out at our food caring share yeah. mm-hmm. and share your knowledge Absolutely. of growing and foraging and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of um, anti-capitalist rhetoric floating about. Without any action behind it. I think so. Or effective mm-hmm. action anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aye. And and my, my opinion is that we live in an ultimate class war and that we I like you. we've been com- <laughs> Cheers, um, we've been com- welcome to the rebel city <laughs> we've been completely like taken away from that and we think that it's me versus people that don't come for this place it's me versus the refugees it's me versus the European migrants the economical migrants that come here to ravage our NHS and X, Y, Z when actually what's actually going on is is that that's the narrative of the media and the upper class. Exactly. And while you're doing that, you're getting bent out of a fucking barrel because <laughs> you're having to pay X, Y, and Z. There's food banks and it's like, you need to go and give to the food banks. It's like, we've got more than enough fucking money to feed, clothe, mm-hmm. house, educate, and mm-hmm. keep people well in this country. Yeah. Why are we not doing it? That's yeah. the question that needs to get asked. But people like, are why? comfortable. A lot of um, lovely bourgeois, middle-class, well-meaning people, yep. they're incredibly comfortable. Yep. Even the whole structure of food banks as well, and I don't want to dismiss people the amazing work and the fact that people do that in their own time is wonderful. Absolutely. However, the fact that I need to go to a prof- professional, for want of a better word, and get something to see that I'm starving and entitled to food. That's punitive. And, I, uh-huh, yes. and, I, and that, I, so there is... Like, and again, this is the emotional element uh-huh. that we're talking about as well as the actual physical element. Here, if you've you know experienced that, getting handed a voucher, that's your... It's like you can't apply for a crisis loan. You've got you're fucked. You've no money, mm-hmm. and somebody gives you that. It's humiliating. You know you're like the feeling that you have yourself, mm-hmm. and that's but none of us want to be in that position. And I think that when we do the food solidarity, it's about as all. I mean, I've got nothing, but I'll make a pot of chili mm-hmm. and share it out. Mm-hmm. And it's about saying to everybody, this is we we deserve to have good nutritious yeah. food, and we. We're downtrodden. If you've got forty odd pound to live on a week and you're up the shops, you're counting your pennies, what you can get, and if somebody hands you a bag of messages and says, Here, you're worth more than this, because I was saying that to a woman last week when we were giving her a bag of messages. I was like, This is to remind us and she finished the the sentence by saying that we matter and I think that, that that's a powerful message. It's Absolutely. no mincing words or anything. We're just saying, No, we we all deserve more. We also go really quality Good fruit and veg yep. that you can't get access to in Castle. I've seen the pictures, and I it's like it wasn't a like it's all the kind of things. I yeah. mean, there's a high instance of di- type two diabetes mm. in cast milk, and one of the worst sort of which is a staple diet for us all is white bread. Yeah, and it's like and like people are advised to have a, a wholemeal uh, loaf, mm-hmm. and you can't buy one in cast milk. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous but we have all that knowledge but what's blocking it is the economic system we live under yep. and I think that so when we're doing our share and care it isn't about the charity we're saying no we're worth more than this User day, we're all doing without so we need to do something about it mm-hmm. and it's a really practical honest message and yep. people get that and then when we're, we're there we're having lots of conversations and the thing is nobody disagrees with us once mm-hmm. we have that conversation mm-hmm. they agree with us and, and that's think, part of it I think because right. if you're isolated and not t- having those conversations then how do the, your thoughts right. and your yeah. processes develop so you being a failure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and other people taking what you should have right. so mm-hmm. it's not until those conversations happen mm-hmm. so I think most of what's really great about we, what we do is the processes right. of just having those chats mm-hmm. it's about process mm-hmm. as much as it is about having saying the right things mm-hmm. you know because even the process of Cooking a, a, I mean, it, it takes a bit of confidence even to do that and bring it out to the street. Something you do in the house, but bringing it out to the street and sharing it with other people is like a, it's a, a step in the right direction. Uh-huh. But it's scary as well because you don't know if people say that's crap or whatever. But it's also really <laughs> empowering because it makes me feel that I'm not a charity case. I'm not just living in poverty. Mm-hmm. There's more to me than than that, and mm-hmm. I think that that's a really powerful message and it's really empowering. To myself, I know that's a pure buzzword, but that Not it's a, a really simple way of empowering yourself as yeah. well as just getting out there and then having that conversation with people. I think mm-hmm. is I think we use empower yourselves and as a collective as you, as you do, like it then bleeds to your community. Yeah. You know what I mean, like you empowering each other empowers other people, and I, and I don't. Right. 
It's empowerment's infectious. It is infectious. It's like that. It's, it, it, a virus it, of empowerment. It's like we, we've got loads of allies, loads of relationships, and it means then that, I mean, we had a, a fundraiser, a Teen and Milk, we called it, and every, most people that performed were all original artists, yeah. but they're all local, mm -hmm. and they've all written their own stuff, and mm -hmm. it's a platform for that expression, and like talking to people, music's really powerful, it's really, yeah. a, it helps remind people of their humanity and their creativity Absolutely. and everything else so that that's all linked to it as well yeah. is, but it, again because of the resources we have to fight for a yeah. space mm -hmm. that's something that. I think the arts is probably one of the things that we've left behind mm -hmm. in the battle against each other to try and but also I think have arts something. is barely accessible to working class people anyway yeah. the arts has left us behind in the 90s mm -hmm. at least stood a bit of a chance I honestly think you're close now it's really, really limited. Yep. I think I seen something the other night and it was actually saying that like in however much a time period, almost 10, 15 years, that the amount of upper middle class people granted that has doubled, whereas it's like half for working class yeah. people. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying so going back to the nineties, like so it's actually it's not just that working class people aren't getting that chance, mm -hmm. it's because it's getting too cut by people. And the who resources can hold the that fees. are being taken away from mm -hmm. at schools and at universities. Yeah. And even just the oasis, right? Who worked out their album on the door. Mm -hmm. You just can't do that anymore. No. You're, you're not going to get a band like that no. again. Mm -hmm. And it's how does that feel for somebody who is so talented and so passionate to then get to a certain age and hit a brick wall and be forced into precarious work instead of being able to share a talent with the world? Right. Like how the how does that feel for an individual? And also like, their voices and experiences mm -hmm. are no longer part of our cultural landscape. Mm -hmm. So working class people yeah. are what? Like they're Anomalies. They're, mm -hmm. they're invisible. Absolutely. I think when you think back about all the, all the great bands and artists as well, the majority of them are working class people, I mean very few, maybe even Pink Floyd, mm. or Posh, yeah. do you know what I mean, and then we, we think about all the greats, like the Beatles, the punks, they all come out of the working class, it was almost Experience. like come out of desperation, right. so Aye. we might see like a fair bit of art come out of the... You certainly hope so, but again I think along similar terms to these things, like when we're in a, a world of austerity, um, arts and you know the the social sciences that you know maybe used to be prevalent are no encouraged in the same mm -hmm. way. Like yeah. you know, like the notion that, and I think as well, part of this sort of structural element that comes along with the capitalist model is that when they're doing the cost benefit analysis mm -hmm. in schools, they go, I hate that cost I know, benefit analysis. I know, I mean, too, but they go, well, hold on a minute, these guys for Cranhill, like we went to the Andy, these boys for Cranhill. We'd be better off using our resources to get them trades as joiners and trade, and it's almost like the system, even at the teenage years, is now dictating to us. Well, now you need a practical application because you're going to be a worker. There's mm -hmm. no space in the curriculum for here are these high floating ideas of art and theory that you can then take to another level. You know what I mean? It's just. Well, Here's I'm your a, place, get to work. Um, I'm a stained glass artist by trade, right. and I've been doing that 12 years, and I studied architectural glass work at Glasgow City College. Okay. It was building print building at the time, printing. but that course no longer exists, mm -hmm. and um, it is actually under threat at the moment, that course. The last glass course in Glasgow, now Glasgow, nobody, I'm just going to bore you now with some stained glass chat, right? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the epicentre of uh, glass production uh, in, of Europe in mm -hmm. the 1900s. It was the place, the studios, the big artists mm -hmm. kind of ruled all over Europe. Yeah. So it's got, Glasgow has this rich history. It's one of its its historical trades. Mm -hmm. And we were taught it like a trade and it's dying. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just that it's one example, but it's the same Absolutely. because it's not cost effective to have kilns, mm -hmm. to have people play with kilns. You can fill two rooms with loads of computers and send them off to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even think like, so you can mm -hmm. study community arts. Like uh, that used to be a course, a kind of, at Strathclyde at yep. the Jordan Hill campus you can't study that anymore which means we then also need to coming out with community arts to go back into communities yeah. and facilitate arts so it's actually even higher up than that if we don't get the same people with the same skills the same qualifications yeah. to encourage people in communities mm -hmm. for a young age to earn wherever and we kind of see that on as widespread a basis as we have with the, it being an intrinsic part of this, this system I actually watched a thing um, on Netflix the other day um, <clears throat> and it was, what was it called? It was called, I don't know, can't remember, it begins with a P. The, the guy was some uh, Republican thinker in America and he basically is making the case that like capitalism is actually what's going to save the world. 
and okay. it's an hour and 15 minutes of just absolute one-sided bullshit. Mm. Is so this is part like, of this new green capitalism, the third wave? Oh. The third, what's it called? The third industrial revolution. Uh, so the third industrial oh, revolution, the, the, the te- technological yeah, rise. Yeah. And Apparently there's zero, what is it, like there's zero cost to setting up, you know, working from your phone. Oh, that's right, because fucking... Uh, cobalt or whatever it is isn't he mind in the Congo like <laughs> right. what doesn't cost us 1500 quid we don't that, that's there's, something there's no exploitation there no. that's something that worries me is that like when we talk you we were talking earlier about the sort of social justice warrior as people take to their phone and tweet on Twitter about their blood soaked phone yeah, yeah. I, about the environment which is important but they're doing it for a phone that was built where we're in China that is never going to see that in action and then is you're referring to is capitalism saving the world. I had an argument with a guy that said, if you look at China as an example of how capitalism has saved that country, you're like, mm, people are throwing themselves off of buildings because of the working yeah. environment and they're getting paid poverty wages. Yeah. Like That isn't saving a country. No. We, we currently look at the state, uh, the economy, as a barometer for how well a country's yeah. doing. Yeah. And when you when yeah, GDP and when you mention places like Scandinavia where they're the happiest people on the planet, people go, Well, that just wouldn't work here. We, could, we couldn't we couldn't have that. We couldn't but, have that. But uh, one of the places he went to and this was this is his argument for why capitalism is going to save the world, is that he went to India and he was going, you know, this is the entrepreneurial spirit that he was trying to encourage in people to like, you know, bootstraps and all that bullshit. And he was like walking down he's going on the surface this looks like a slum and you're like because it's an actual slum like he's going if you go down this street here you'll see all these entrepreneurs and what he's got is just a whole load of guys like grinding metal in various wee like like, shanty huts and you know burnt out buildings and stuff like that and he's going now I know that like when you look at these images it probably be reminiscent of like Britain and the industrial revolution of the 1900s but that's a good thing and I'm like it's a good thing that these guys are 200 fucking years behind us no it's no like what is what is your argument here that because these people are on this capitalist evolution for like you know cottage industry to like big industry like we did that 150 years ago and are now stepping away from it because it was an absolute disaster but you're saying that these developing third world countries are in better shape because they get to live in like 18th century conditions, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like never mind like, the health repercussions of that or what their yeah. life is expecting, see their quality life's going to be like, as long as it's filling somebody's pockets, Absolutely. that doesn't matter, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and the whole idea of like, social enterprise, that's took care of like, in our community and mm-hmm. lots of decent projects like youth work and mm-hmm. stuff and like play work with children is all took care with this idea that you've got to raise money mm-hmm. and also like there's been a few people who like to support us yep. and they're saying ah, if you get funding we'll be able to do training right and we're like they're missing the whole point yeah. so it, it, it take the whole idea of the money side of things takes our the human side of things and mm-hmm. your human development and things that work and that we know work are being sidelined because they don't make money and they, they can't build a social enterprise out of that so like your development about empowering women we've, we've been offered uh, like training on that but if you get funding you have to pay for that and it's ridiculous it's like we're already doing that without yeah. like because we're driving forward to change things and people are trying to kind of exploit that and mm. and fit into their criteria, a social enterprise. And Put you can. back in the system again. I have to question the logic of anybody who's approaching women against capitalism and being like, so we need your money to make you money. And you're like, like that is almost the core principle you. that he's clearly against. We can help you get constituted and funded so then we can buy in that training, which yeah. is ridiculous. We're already doing you know, I mean, we've just been gone, it's almost a year today, and it's like, we're in initiative, we're in ideas, and that's what's powerful about it. That's mm-hmm. what is needed to happen. And, and then we can question all the stuff in the community. Well, why is that happening? Why is that happening? Mm-hmm. And, and raising awareness amongst our neighbours yep. that this... If we pull the d- together as a collective of people, we can actually challenge this. Mm-hmm. But it's lifting people's uh, spirits mm-hmm. is one of the, the most important things. And even despite what we're saying about caution, uh, creativity, it's a pure natural human thing that we could actually put on a show and there's about 10 artists and eight out of the 10 artists are all doing their own material. Mm-hmm. And I think that it doesn't matter how much we're being quashed, quashed down, that's a vi- vital 
uh, sign of fighting back. Yeah, mm-hmm. your, that's a flame that will never go out in my soul is that we need that. Well, it's one of the things we kind of want to do. Um, and I was recently, because the fringe is on at the moment. Yep. This day my nut in, right? Well, I'm, I'm going to the fringe in like an hour and a half. So. Oh, I'm to to see no, I'm going to go and see Loki because we had um, Darren McGarvey on, and so I want to go and see his show. Cause I said He's a big fan of yours as well, isn't he? He shares and retweets a lot of your stuff. Um, but the fringe itself, uh, well, for somebody like me, it's too expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And anyway, right, so, but the history of it is really interesting. So it's set up by Hamish Henderson. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And do you know he, sorry. <laughs> Fun fact of the day, right? He was the person that translated Gramsci into English. Okay. Which is cool, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, they set up the People's um, uh, the Edinburgh People's Festival in a reaction to the International Edinburgh Festival mm-hmm. in the fifties, mm-hmm. and it was all about they were angry because they brought in international elitist artists. There was yeah. nothing about Scottish culture, language, music. There was no. Uh, it wasn't available. It weren't class people. Yeah. There were no working class artists. So the origins of the fringe are incredibly up. radical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of lost some Oh, it's of been hijacked. Uh, 100%. I mean, you see this across the board. Even people talking about this uh, during Guys Pride. Can't even get like a uh, people, wa- people walking down the street with Sainsbury's flags. That's wild, man. And you're like, guys, look, I understand that you need to get funding to like to make it something that well, do, do you really need I don't, I don't know but I can understand why you've done that you've allowed Tesco and Sainsbury's and McDonald's to come in and don't go sell your soul pride cups Costa cups and, and but also it sort of loses the reason why you've done it mm-hmm. and it removes and then it becomes non-inclusive because again if you want to go and see I mean I think they had a pride concert no this year but last year at Kelvin Grove Park was like 40 quid a ticket mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. so can you actually call that pride then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just been hijacked by a corporate entity. Right. And, uh, but um, that's not against going against people that go to these things and, and want to go out and get their, their mess, just the, the average person. But I think that you need to take, if you've got something that's but like what, that. Who's like, your audience? You exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're losing the whole reason why it started. Why it started, started in the first place. There's been a reaction in recent years, I follow you an account. Um, and it was it was like free fringe or something it's called. So I think there are people out there that are actually oh, now trying to push back like against it right. and use the space to put free stuff on and mm-hmm. make it a wee bit more inclusive. I know there's been a big push this year like, about like living wage, like mm-hmm. a lot of like fringe venues and you know organisers don't really actually pay. No, they don't. It's anything meaningful. They take for, advantage. Aye, young. You're working a month solid practically with you know late nights, early mornings, long days. Even the cost of accommodation isn't that is to be there. Do you know? Yeah. You have I mean, to like, also pay to get into the program. Well. But anyway, <coughs> our solution yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> is to do the Castlemilk People's Festival, but we really want to do it properly and have lots of working class artists from from all over Glasgow and, and give it that kind of thing, give it an area of professionalism, mm-hmm. really work it out, develop a lot of the work through workshops and all that kind of thing. So that's kind of one of the things we've been kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. And we film, um, sound design, everything. Yeah. yeah. Because the talent's there. Can I take us on to um, kind of where I was trying to move to, was that, you know, now that you have collect, collected or got together, decided what you are about, what you are called, What's, where's, where's it going next? So you've touched on the, you know, care and share and seeing the milk and all these kind of things. Like, where did you start? Where was, what was the first event and, you know, how did that kind of come together? My first event was with fundraiser night. We had like a launch, launch, night. launch night and we just had it in a local community venue and had like some live music and a cheap baby and a spe- like a space for people to actually come and enjoy themselves. Which is like, I uh-huh. 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 Um, I and we we didn't have any money to kind of put it on at that point, so we kind of relied on donations for one of our raffle prizes and the lady, lady garden, the lady garden, that's our <laughs> raffle prize. Um, so <laughs> well, we related all the things in it to all the events that we had planned. Mm-hmm. So you had sanitary towels. You had we talked about doing a what was it. There was a lot of kind of stuff around like well being in it and stuff like that. So there was Safe food, care. there was yeah. and just all that kind of stuff as well. And so that was made. Some feminist books. Uh huh. Mo's Meds as well. Mo's Meds, which is a, a Ruby Palinar and Mo. So it's just jars of honey and um, ginger and garlic. And we make them up and we put wee labels on them. And they just help if you're feeling a bit crap or yeah. give mm-hmm. them out during mm-hmm. Christmas and winter mm-hmm. and telling folk to put them 
in their tea and or mix it in and it's like natural antibiotics yeah. and all that mm-hmm. and we've actually we always get orders for them don't they were that most meds but um, their first sleep after that I think was my menstrual justice mm-hmm. event as well because what we kind of realised was that we, we were really lucky enough to have the lassies on the ball on, yep. um, who are just phenomenal. I and Victoria Heaney as well, who is doing loads of research around kind of menstrual justice as well, because yep. I think there's a lot of conversation happening around PD poverty, which is amazing, but again, it's been kind of hijacked into this whole, right, you need to give for other people that can't afford this. Mm-hmm. And it's really important we do talk about period poverty because it's really fucking real for folk. Absolutely. I mean, and it is about like, that choosing between essentials. However, it's bigger than that. And that's why we really want to use the language around menstrual justice because actually it's a right. Like, we should have the right to access these products because we fucking need them. Absolutely. And it shouldn't matter who you are and where you feel that you have a right to that. Yeah. And opening the conversation about mayor. So, like, Kath touched on, we had men there in all ages. And I think, like, how can we expect men especially men in power, eh, have that conversation and won't that conversation when their first experience is getting packed in a different class at school yeah. and hush, hush, and we'll talk to the lasses about this, but we'll talk to you about that. And it's very gendered and segregated. Mm-hmm. So we're like, it's not just about not period poverty, it's about having a conversation mm-hmm. and taking yeah. ownership of our bodies and educating ourselves and other people. Because I know I've... Normalising it as well. I think the, the on-the-ball stuff, it was really smart to, to do it in football because... Even though we had Erin on the podcast nearly a year ago and we spoke about how the reaction and why why are these men saying this bullshit about like, well, if you can afford to go with the fat boy, you can afford like these these products mm-hmm. and stuff. It's not about that, it's about raising awareness. But actually I think it's it's positive that you get these dickheads coming out saying um, these types of things. Because you can challenge it, it and then up. somebody might read that and go, I agree with him and then read the reply and go, Oh no, wait a minute. Yeah, I, you can send I them get a floppy it. cactus. I completely get <laughs> it. Always <laughs> yeah. just send them a floppy cactus. I think it's indicative of like the, the inequality as well that you can go and get condoms mm-hmm. for free. You can just go to a sexual health clinic and pick up handfuls and yeah. be like, But no, you can't do that for like I sanitary know. towels or tampons because but well well why? It's not even just like which like sexual health clinics. You can actually go to certain pubs, like shout out to the Ali Arms and yeah, yeah. like they actually have things like that. Aye, that's So if places, if independent places can sign up to that great system, then why can we not apply the same APD products? Mm-hmm. Like I It's kinda of similar to the, the, the schools thing, um, when we're talking about obviously food poverty, mm-hmm. um, where there's kids that and I know there has been changes through the Scottish Government and there is a, a more, or going to be at least, a more wider availability of sanitary products like through schools and mm. universities and colleges and stuff like that. And I think, again, that notion that people are going to school hungry, but then there's also the same thing about kids are going to school, young women who... Missing school. I, I kind of go, or, or improvising in mm-hmm. these types of things, which just is fucking ridiculous. Horrific. I think it's really interesting too, because I think it's amazing that our wee country was one of the first to kind of turn around and go, we are going to pledge this money to ensure mm-hmm. that everybody has access to PD products. But what they never thought through, and I don't know if it's something that's coming, is they said to schools, like, here you go, here's your delivery on mass, and you provide them. There was nobody to sit down with schools and go, what's the best way to do this? So they're still being locked away in a drawer, they're still in the mm-hmm. pastoral care base. Yeah. How much have barrier is that? Can mm. you imagine Huge. a teenager and having to go and chop a door? And Especially like, the teacher's mail or... I are just no very welcoming, they're no very... Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you had to do other things in the toilet and there was no toilet roll, you wouldn't be expected to waddle a line in the pastoral care base and chop a door, so why does the same no apply? Mm-hmm. Um, so we were really passionate about that event and off the back of that we realised it was it was bigger than that. Yeah. Um, so we then had a kind of women's health conference okay. um, around all different kind of things that we felt impacted women's health and menopause. invited other people along. So there was stuff about menopause, precarious work as well. Like, so we're saying we're women against capitalism because women are disproportionately affected. So let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So we were really lucky that day. Um, and we had Darren along as well. And we were really lucky with White Ribbon as well, who are an organisation that speak to men about violence against women and okay. kind of prevention and education and stuff. So having them along was, was great at events like that as That's well. That's outstanding. Do you think that socialism is the answer? Do you think that ca- that capitalism is the is the, the evil, or or is it the corruption? Uh, I think that socialism is one of the answers. I think I you have to do a lot of things in tandem. 
simultaneously, does that mm. make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, it's one answer. And there's no and magic no, bullet. I mean, it's no I one person socialism, it is socialism. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that can get very of mixed course. up mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, it's like people interpret that and mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when I was younger I was involved with a left wing party and it was like supposed to be but they were actually really sectarian right. and really uh-huh. kind of uh, dismissive of other human beings. So I think like, a lot of the things that we do is to bring that kind of we want to create the world we want to live in, so mm-hmm. we have to be that, mm-hmm. and like, so like having the conversations that, because the whole idea is talking about periods is a big thing to me. I'm fifty six. It's like I've I've grew up in a generation that's like pure taboo, and mm-hmm. and women's bodies are are uh, looked through men's eyes, and yeah. like the whole kind of. So it was good to be able to make the conversations and then I'm going through the menopause, so I we should be talking about that because it's, it's a bit of a nightmare. It's like nobody prepares you for that. It's, that's taboo swept mm-hmm. under yeah. the carpet as well. So I think being able to bring all them out to the forefront and talk about them is really powerful and and it's it's driving forward to the kind of world that we want to live in. And including mm-hmm. men in it as well. Like so it's not specifically capitalism is evil, although it kind of is, and it's not specifically socialism is the answer, although it would can really help. It's more always having those things in mind. Examine the context of the system as it actually exists. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No the theory. Capitalism uh, yeah. um, is isn't a fucking free market economy, by the way. It's heavily no. regulated. Mm-hmm. It it's it's morphs and changes every fucking time you look away, and then it is, it's yep. it's enveloped me in some mm-hmm. other way, and it's taken over my thoughts and desires and all the rest of it. So it's about having those conversations through day-to-day interactions. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the folk political, you know what I mean? Because yep. otherwise, it, what, me versus a multinational? No chance. Uh, but in this sense, we can develop and change and spread. It's basically like consciousness raising. Mm-hmm. But through a kind of a, an betterment and empowerment uh, of our own communities. I ourselves. We're humanity, though. I think that's um, really important. I think that so we have to future, be all the time understanding each other and tolerating mm-hmm. each other and understanding where we come from put that as you say in context about how we're living just now why that's happening and why we have to change it and because I, I, I think that sometimes people like in the left theorize too much they theorize yeah, and, yeah. and it's like all a model. history yeah. it's can a model from the model yeah, exactly. and it excludes uh-huh. a lot of people from know, the conversation it, as well but it actually mm-hmm. dismisses women in a lot of ways yeah. it's like because mm-hmm. women in the first social class really want to get that in <laughs> exactly and it dismisses women and their voices and their relevance in society so mm-hmm. I think that we have to be what we want to be and what the change that we want to Definitely. have. So I know that's a wee slogan that we have, but it's actually a lived experience. Yeah. So we, we we treat people with respect, whoever they're, mm-hmm. even, even we're now, We don't see any sort <laughs> of humanistic aspects in politics that's been like taken out. Rational. Very data-driven mate. It's almost like logic, like, like we, theoretical we, academia versus the reality of like corporations going out there and like physically, literally doing stuff. And you're like, these two things can they compete against each other in fair terms because one is an idea and one is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know, and mm-hmm. I, I think like that we, the people, it's like fighting for your passion is really important. It's yeah. that, and it's hard to feel like that when you're stressed out your box, you've not got a penny, you're worrying about paying your gas and electricity. That doesn't bring out your compassion, it brings mm-hmm. out your anger and resentment. Yeah, but the actual so, science tells you that it's impossible for you to feel compassion uh, when your ne- your central nervous system's just racked. Right. And you're <laughs> just like, constantly feeling under threat. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the see the thing about the share and care. People we put stories to help yourself, just take what you need and we're like that. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, it's people not gonna rip it. This ah, is the Thing that so I hate when you talk but, to people about you know, things like that. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. People are like that, and people are I mean, so cautious. Like, we didn't even ask for money. We ended up taking like 80 odd pound donations because people are like, oh no, this is brilliant. We are doing We are in the supper we are because so many people kept being like, can I leave the donation? Because I'm not going to be like, no, honestly, like, no, please. So we ended up with that through other people wanting to gain. That's the thing. People really want to give whatever they can yeah. in exchange because mm-hmm. so yeah. that's why humans I work. think that's Absolutely. the key thing as well is about trust you've got yeah. to actually trust human beings you've got to have faith in other people the, right, the working class because yeah. they will yep. and I think there's a lot of um, political groups who don't trust them yeah. who go right 
right, we're the vanguard, yeah. right, we've got it worked out, we know how to create this revolution. Yeah. But did mm-hmm. you get a, a yeah. bus here? Yeah. Sure, your bus ticket. Four big year expenses. I think so. a big thing for a strength in whack as well is we're pretty open. Like, we've had, like, do you know I mean? People kind of meet us and join us and stuff like that. And I think another strength is we're all so different. Yeah. We're a eclectic bunch, and I mean, they have us any other way, and I think that's part of our strength I as well. I was actually thinking that when you were talking about the menopause side of things, because, as I said, we have been briefly engaged in the sort of period poverty chat, um, but having that variety and that range of ages mm-hmm. is allowed you to then go, well, what's the natural evolution of this idea? What's the next step? Mm-hmm. And I think that variety and, you know, age range is something that has made you stronger in that respect totally. because different experiences allow you to think logically about what's next and anticipate something that maybe you guys might know. I learned each other. Right? Dynamic. 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 I've done everything about that is about segregating age uh, as well because, yeah. you know, it's like we're put through school by sell-by date almost, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people don't, you, don't, you stay in your wee your group, people your own age and you don't converse with older people, it's so important for your own development, especially your political development. Because mm-hmm. how do you know how you can fight if you didn't know what happened before? Of course. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how can you be, it's, it's like if you're saying right, the idea of collective socialist ideas, well, it has to be open, we all have to, we can't have fixed ideas. No. Yeah. If we have fixed ideas, then you have an agenda. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we have to be open. I mean, Part of what drives me forward is that I'm scared, I'm scared of the, the world I'm living in just now. My experience, people are either worthy or unworthy, and the mm. unworthy are getting treated like shit, and I'm one of the unworthy because I'm on benefits, mm-hmm. and it's like, to psychologically fight all that is really important, and I need to back up a, yeah. a fail. We don't even know our own worth in this, because we, when you're talking about like the third industrial revolution, I was listening to a guy talk about that every individual that has a social media account is worth upwards of two and a half million quid. And your data. In your data. Mm-hmm. So you don't even know what you're worth. I mean, you might be sitting there and you're reading the paper and thinking, I'm a scrounger. Like, I, yeah. I can't get a job. I must be. They're, they're talking about me here. But if you were actually monetizing your own data, you'd be a millionaire. You'd be a millionaire. Oh, well, if, it, if we're monetizing actually the physical labour that I do every day as a woman supporting my family and everything yeah. else that is excluded for any kind of monetary term, is mm-hmm. that I, I know deep down I'm worthy, but the, the overall society is, is telling it's you, telling you that, different. that I'm mm-hmm. a scrounger and everything else. So fighting that and we need to each other, we need allies. It's like yeah. we're not asking people to come here when we're saying we were at the STUC thing, we weren't there uh, to ask for their help. We were mm-hmm. there to say, We need you, we need your we need you as we're allies yep. because we've got loads of money. Come on help us. <laughs> we want to build a hub. We want to build a hub where people can access mm-hmm. support right there and then when yep. they need it. Mm-hmm. And we can sign posts and it's run by the people in the community for the people in the community because we do know best about what's happening Absolutely. in our community so we weren't there asking for a handout we're there saying right you just put your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. and, and be our allies like because one of the one or two trends i've noticed recently one is that there's a an increase in sort of peer-to-peer mental health groups and mm-hmm. um, they seem to be popping up everywhere i think that's great yeah. uh, i think that having touched on mental health yourself and, and we do regularly think rebuilding the self-worth that has been decimated by this system in your work is something that is absolutely vital when you know you need that as you say creative outlet that way forward um but the second one was um community hubs so um i think there's one recently popped up in uh, springburn community uh, shopping center mm-hmm. and for the capitalist and things, like, I don't know if you is the hub up and running, is there no, something that's no, planned no, for the future? That but I'd imagine to. it's almost certainly likely to take place in some sort of vacant, like, Aye. shopping space. Aye. 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 Yeah. And you are actually then taking back for the capitalist system. You're mm-hmm. like, reappropriating this, you know, capitalist thing, like a shopping centre or a store front or whatever it is, Aye. and actually making it for your community. So the things we've it. seen, Aye, mm-hmm. as we've seen places like Parkhead, Crossing, Springburn Shopping Centre and Castle Milk and Drumchapel, all the main streets all disappear. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite like sort of fitting that as these spaces are filled back up, they're filled by community groups mm-hmm. wanting to help mm-hmm. mental health and you know 
social mobility and all these other ideas of empowerment and like you are out there actually like taking it back mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I think that's something that I think one of the as well because it's like everyone is knows somebody that's committed suicide recently mm-hmm. and it's absolutely terrifying yeah. and there's more going on than just uh, like you, uh, we have to get to the heart of it yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's one of the things and we have to be talking to each other in isolation people stuck in their own houses and getting battered with whatever they're getting, getting a doing. We're yeah. all getting a doing, I mm-hmm. would say. So we have to do something about it and, and address the, the whole... But one of the things we, we have discussed about the hub is that it's it's not necessarily about the actual four walls of structure. Mm-hmm. So we talked about having taking it on, on a temporary basis mm-hmm. because we also know how these things can go. Mm-hmm. A hub can then morph and become something else mm-hmm. that we and change. We don't want that. Yeah. And the other thing is... Um, what the future of the the braze as well i mean cerberus capital on that and their vulture fund specialists so they'll, they'll effectively sit on it let it decline and decline and then sell it yeah as development mm-hmm. land so it's a good so it's not about the hub it's about the people that use the hub because that then can move anywhere can and it can be in any building Absolutely. so it's really about the hub itself is actually the folk in it people mm-hmm. Cool. So, I mean, we're getting pretty close to the so we're going to try and sort of wrap up. So, in terms of what comes next for you, the hub is obviously one of them. If you've got other plans in the immediate future that we can help you get well, out there and promote? We definitely want to have, we would love to have a, a, a share and care for the, like, October time and mm-hmm. then man at Christmas, but that obviously that's funding and how yep. we can uh, physically do that. But we do intend to have a mental health uh, suicide awareness conference right. mm-hmm. in November we've already ca- booked the uh, Castmalt Youth Complex who cool. have been dead supportive of everything, everything that we've, we've put on we wouldn't have been able to put on without help. Uh, mm-hmm. their help and I mean they gave their PA and everything for nothing they've even uh, let us use their facility and it, it's a, it, again it's another place that's in jeopardy of losing funding yeah. and stuff as well but it's a vital part of the Castmalt community for sort of getting people moving and doing things yeah. so that's our plans and we're definitely having a sharing care at Christmas and the last sharing care we had the amount of people want to help out in that mm-hmm. should make it even better yeah. and it's absolutely free we just say come on mm-hmm. we can make this create the world we want to live in and make this good mm-hmm. and, and I'm hoping to build yeah, an arts festival in mm-hmm. 2020 and we're, we're, we're yes. planning we're, we're getting sort of back into being constituted right. we didn't really like to be constituted because the whole idea of being fluid and, and keeping people uh, but we've just kind of created a constitution that is that mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, so that we can then apply for funding and have our own autonomy because that's vital I think yeah. that we, we then can choose what we want to do and, and uh, respond to the I mean be dynamic and respond to what's going on in the communities instead of having that like, fixed agenda so the the first six months we had a plan we had right we do this event because we also done a, an event about universal credit mm-hmm. not fit for purpose which mm-hmm. was really uh, great as well so and it but because it, it highlights I mean do you know if you go in <laughs> to get interviewed and your job coach decides that you're not dressed appropriately they can sanction, sanction you. you based it's, on what you will are you kidding on no I'm not kidding on that's a, they have the powers to do that and that's how they're humiliating and degrading people so all these things that people don't unless you're going through that you don't know that but, yeah. but it's like Victorian but, yeah. it, but it actually affects you it affects your work rate it affects how much you're going to get paid in your job because mm-hmm. it means these people can decide put you in a, a shitty situation and you have to you're coerced into something so but we also had that event and I think that so for the first six months we're quite kind of like right we'll do this and but now we're sitting back and thinking right we have to reflect on everything that we've done and think about well how can we make this bigger and better and, mm-hmm. and that's something else that comes out of the sharing care as the conversations we're having with people is what's then and the new members what do they want aye, aye, but we exactly. then go well let's do something about this then it's mm-hmm. not just a set a number of people sitting in the room the conversations yep. we're having is which making us go right we really need to have an event about mental health and suicide mm-hmm. awareness yeah. and I think that that is well I mean the, the talent amongst I mean people are really resourceful and full of great ideas as a young lass that's got involved with and she's talking about doing a creative writing courseways and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like well I I want to be doing that as well so I think like the 
Boris Verrockster. I found you on uh, Facebook, I think it's just Women Against Capitalism, isn't it? Um, yep. are you, is that the same on Twitter and... At Online Whack. On. At Online Whack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Instagram as well, I think you said you were mm-hmm. on that. Yep. Is there a website or anything like that that people need to be aware of? No. No, no, yeah. Social media. So, the the you main don't need a website nowadays, honestly. You, you don't like, ask the question. <laughs> 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 you um, pay for that, Matt. Fuck that. I know, I know, I know. Um, but I, that's us pretty much on the hour. Um... I just want to let thank you all for coming in. This has been one I've really enjoyed and mm-hmm. um, an inspiration I've as well. I've been literally people. bending his ear for weeks after the STUC because <laughs> he couldn't make it go on like we need to get these guys in. But no, we've been so busy in the, in the meantime that it just didn't happen. But, but <laughs> it's good. been brilliant. And if we can like help support or you know, use stuff coming up, he's welcome back anytime, come in mm-hmm. and promote whatever he's need for. And everybody's welcome for Cast Milk Beyond. <laughs> so the sixteenth of November up at Cast Milk Youth Complex, we'll be having a, a mental health suicide mm-hmm. conversation yep. um, guys work. thanks again that was brilliant Cheers. thanks for having me thank you